Good morning. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. Heim Goodman-Strauss, a math professor at the University of Arkansas, is back with us. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Heim. When last you visited, you left us with a princess in peril. Right. She's an excellent swimmer, fantastic runner, and she's very bright because she did escape. That's okay. the last I heard. This cliffhanger, right. we left it with the princess in the middle of a circular lake. Right. Around the bank, on the edge of this lake, is a monster. Of that, some kind. Of some kind. This monster can run four times faster than the princess can swim. That's right. The lake is about 100 feet. The radius of the lake is about 100 feet. Say, it's a circular just, lake. It could be any. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. He may run faster than she swims, but once she gets on the ground, she can. If she's, she's and, lights out. Unless he's waiting there right exactly right. where she hits the land, she can, she can take off. And, and she's brilliant because she did escape. How did she do that? Okay. Well, here's the thing. She has to do two different kinds of behavior. So first, for the first little while, she can exactly keep the monster opposite her. Suppose there's sort of uh, a pole or something in the middle of the, marks, middle of the lake. That right. marks the middle of the right. circle. She can, keep the, she can swim a little bit out and at the same time keep the monster uh, opposite the pole from her. So no sort of what like those old Three do. Stooges chase scenes yeah. where you're on, on yeah, the opposite side of a table. That's right. So every th- movement he makes one way, she can make a corresponding move- movement in the opposite way. And as long as she's pretty close into the middle of the, the lake, she can actually – you know, exactly keep the monster opposite the pole from her. Now, um, and actually make a little headway out towards the, 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 the shore of the lake. So swimming toward the bank just a little bit. That's right. Now, um, now that works up until she gets one quarter of the way towards the bank because up at one quarter, exactly every movement that the monster makes, he goes four times as fast. She can make, you know, she can keep it exactly opposite, but she can't make any headway beyond that point, right? Well, once she's, though, one quarter of the way to the bank, now she has, say, 75 feet to go. She mm-hmm. has three quarters of the radius left. Right. And um, now the monster can go f- four times as fast. That means he can go – in the same time that she can cover that, she can co- he can cover three times three quarters or three times the radius. But that's less than pi. That's less than, less than the distance that he needs to make. So to, she can to get to that him. point on the bank and before then, he bam, she's can. Off. And of course, since she can run faster, yeah. so that's a key puzzle. What, what is is there a certain uh, mathematical formula at work here, nah. or principle, or Not just really. just no pi, just no, no pie. circles, right? Right. Okay. I guess so all right. Well, congratulations to the princess, and I believe you have a puzzle by Dennis Shasha. Yes, and I think we interviewed him. Last that's right, year. a couple of times, and I think we'll have him on in the future. He has a new book. Puzzles for Programmers and Pros. This is really a fantastic mm, book. This sounds very difficult. Well, it has. it's really kind of a hodgepodge a little bit of a book. It has three different parts. The first part is puzzles along the lines of, you know, the kind that we have on the show and so on. The second part is very interesting. It's um, clever ways of writing computer programs to solve certain kinds of, of puzzles. So people that are interested in, in that will find it very, very instructive. For example, like one example, like mm-hmm. writing a program to solve Sudoku puzzles or something. But that's well, actually... That's no, but that's no fun. Why would you want to use a computer program to solve the Sudoku puzzle? That, the whole point well, it is takes less you... time to write the program. <laughs> but, but that's actually not the real point. Actually, oh, okay. actually, there are many more interesting puzzles than that that he discusses. But... Um, one thing that is interesting he talks about in the preface is that this is actually from a course that he teaches at NYU mm-hmm. and for programmers. And he says that uh, his students are in tremendous demand. Why? Because in the real world and when you're really designing some piece of software, you have to solve all kinds of puzzles sure. all right. the time. And they may be not 
necessarily driven by fun or entertainment, but, but just by real Necessity. world needs. Right. And um, so his students are in great demand. You read the book, maybe you will be too. Okay. And it's a very intriguing, very good book. And then the third part is sort of along the lines of his uh, his old friend, uh, Professor Echo, from yeah, right. the Puzzler's Illusion and mm-hmm. uh, other books. Okay, so here's a fun little puzzle. If you have a bunch of numbers, there's a du- there's several different ways of measuring them, right? You can say what's the minimum number, what's the maximum number, what's mm-hmm. the median, mm-hmm. which is the middle number right. when you line them all up. Right. Uh, the mean, which is the what we normally call the average, but it's technically the mean. So this is sort of like a detective game. Oh, okay. How much information do you need about some numbers to be able to figure out what they are? So, for example, suppose I tell you I have five numbers and they're all different, mm-hmm. and the minimum is 15. Mm-hmm. So 15 is the minimum. Uh, do, we ha- do we know the maximum? Well, let's see. The thing is, if I told you the maximum, then you'd know all the numbers. Now, see, I just gave you an important clue. Oh, because it's 20. That's right. So you just figured right. – right. So actually knowing that if I tell you the maximum, that's, that's all that you need to know right. to work it all out. Okay, well, um, here's another one. So here's five. I suppose I tell you I have five numbers that may or may not be different. May Some, or may not be different. Right. Okay. Some of them might be the same. Okay. The minimum is twenty. Uh huh. And now, um, if I tell you the maximum or the mean, you'll be able to figure out what the numbers are. But if I tell you the median, you won't be able to tell what the numbers are. So if you tell me the maximum. Uh huh. Or if you tell me the mean, uh-huh. I'll know what all the numbers are. Yeah. But if you tell me the median, I won't be able to figure it out. That's right. Well, then tell me the maximum or the, or the mean. <laughs> 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 I don't want to know the median. Uh, so well, see, I- now that's in a good – see, now, if the maximum were, say, 21, mm-hmm. right, then you wouldn't be able to tell how many were 20. Right, because they 20. might be – some of them might be the same. Right. Right. So there's only one maximum that could possibly tell you what all the numbers are. 20. 20. But on, and then if on the other hand, if I told you the mean were 20, that would tell you they're all 20. Right. Because you know the minimum is 20. But if I told you the median is 20, that wouldn't really give you enough information because you have five numbers. Right. You know so the middle one's 20. The first one's 20. So they're 20, 20, 20, but then you don't know beyond that. It could have two twenty, a 21 and a 27 or something. Okay. You ready okay. for a harder one? Yes. So now we have two more. From the book, uh, Shasha goes on and gives several more after this. But the first problem is, well, and the thing we just said, the knowing the mean gave you the numbers, right. the median didn't. So can you switch it? Can is there a situation with say three numbers? Mm-hmm. And let's go ahead and say that two of them are the same and one is different. Okay. Now if somebody tells you the uh, minimum number and the median, that gives you all the numbers. You can work out what they are. So come up with that. Come up with that example, okay. right? And uh, the second problem is to come up with an example of five numbers, which may or may not be distinct, may or may not be different, so that you need to actually know the minimum, the maximum, the median, and the mean before you can anyone mm-hmm. else can work out what the numbers are. Okay, so problem one, three numbers, two of them we know are the same, mm-hmm. and one is different. And all we have to know is the minimum and the median. If you tell me that, I can work out what okay. the numbers so- are from... Come up with that example. Then, a little bit harder, five numbers. We don't know if they're all different, all the same, but they're whole numbers. Oh, yes. There are no fractions or decimals or anything like that. Five numbers, and make it an example where you have to know all four 
mean, median, minimum, and maximum. Before anyone could figure it out. That's right. And uh, those and more and other fantastic problems are in Dennis Shasha's Puzzles for Programmers and Pros. Heim, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Heim Goodman-Strauss is a math professor at the University of Arkansas.